got this revelation in 2008, which is the revelation of grace. And it's very simple because it's not a special doctrine. It's called the gospel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So people would listen to me like, what's this new grace doctrine or something like that? It's not a new grace. It's not new. It's new to you because in your churches, that's just what we've been taught the opposite. You know, but I'm gonna, I believe what, I, I, what I'm going to share today is very simple. That when I speak from my heart, when I'm speaking to you folks, um, I'm going to say things that if you just really have an open mind, I believe, because I believe this is truth. I'm not here to just say it's my opinion. It might be, but it might confirm things that are already on your heart. It says, yeah, you know, that, make, that makes sense, you know, but I've been taught otherwise. If you guys could continue to pray for me, too, because in the Philippines, I get criticized a lot. And I'm telling people, these people could criticize me all the time. But I was just thinking about, like, if, if, if people want to live their lives the way they want it, that's fine. I'm just sharing what helped me. But I do believe that those people that are very critical of me and my message of grace, that when they fall, I think they'll like my message because it'll encourage them <laughs> to get back up. You know what I'm saying? Because what I realize, folks, is that God is not here to change you. His main goal, now listen to my words, His main goal is not to change you. And a lot of Christians are thinking that God just wants to change you, change you. Oh, you know, once you become a Christian, you know, God wants to stop doing this, stop doing that. Stop breaking that habit. Christians are not supposed to do that. Folks, I'm here to say God's main goal is not to change you. How do I know that? Because you think about it in relationship, for those of you who are wanting to be in a relationship, or you're already in a relationship. I don't think if you're a loving person that your main goal should be, once I get with this person, I'm going to try to get him to stop doing this, stop doing that, this bad habit. I just want to change them. And you, we know that. We hate it when people put expectations on us. Now, how do I look at it with God? God's main goal is not to change you. God's main goal is for you to know how much you are loved by Him. And once you know how much you're loved by Him, you'll change. That's how it is. Like when I just, you know, when you get in a relationship, you don't want to put those expectations on your partner. What you want to do, if it's true love, that's selfless. You keep loving them, no matter what. And then once they get this revelation that this partner loves me so much, I want to change. I want to change. But imagine, isn't it harder, folks, when people put this expectation on you? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why do you got to put that on me? You know, God's not doing that to any of us. God just loves you just because. And of course, we change. Why? Because sin is not good for us. But his main goal is like, I, it's not, I died for you so you could stop sinning. <laughs> That's not his goal. His goal is to die for you so that you can know him and know his heart. And of course, as we change, it'll affect the world because the world will know us not by our apologetics. The world won't just know us by healing. He'll, they'll know us because, or they'll know God because of his love, because of the union. That's it. So this journey that I've been on with apologetics, healing, I like what this one book said. Those are just things in the Christian life. Yeah, you know, you can get into that stuff, defend your faith, get all intellectual. You can do healing. There's too much focus on healing sometimes. You know, and the thing is, the simple thing is, it's just Jesus Christ. Now, when you look in the Gospels, they just preach Jesus Christ. When you look at Paul, when he would go here, he would debate there. He was preaching Jesus Christ. And it wasn't all just these ten principles on how to, you know, plant a church in another country or here's principles to have a better marriage. You know, when you focus too much on principles, you're, you start to live by law. You start to live by a mentality of rules and do's and don'ts. And if you live by a bunch of rules and do's and don'ts, there's no difference with our religion and another religion. And you know, I'm just using just no language, you know, it's not a religion. This is a relationship. But Christians are treating it like a religion. Because now that I'm a Christian now, I'm supposed to stop doing this. I'm supposed to read my Bible more. You know, I'm trying to show people when you're a Christian, there's not so much of a focus on you being a committed Christian. Just there's these traditions that we have in Christianity that I think are very, they're just made up by people. 
God is not looking for a committed Christian. The Bible doesn't even talk about you being a committed Christian. Okay, God does not even ask you to give you, you know, give me your life. You know, like we do altar calls and stuff like that. Okay, so who wants to give their life to Jesus Christ? Like I know what they mean because they want to get people to get saved. But God is not asking you for your life. You know what God is saying? Let me give you, Let my, me give life. you my life. Okay, John 10 talks about where he came to give you life and give life to the full. It's his life that's being given to you. You know, your faith is not about how much you could commit to God. You know why? Because if you keep committing to God, you're going to stink and fail. And that's why there's so many Christians that once they become a Christian, and they, look at it this way. When you're a non-believer inside of a church, that so you're at a, this evangelistic crusade, we're preaching about the unconditional love of God. Just come just as you are, you know, just like that. We just love you as you are, you know, things like that. He loves you unconditionally, which is true. And, you know, this message will touch a non-believer's heart. But once they become a Christian, you're screwed. Because also you have all these principles you have to live by. You know, you got to read your Bible every day and all those things. That's not the Christian life. I'll tell someone that's a non-believer. He loves you unconditionally. No matter what you do. And once you become a believer, it's still the same. And we put too many conditions upon Christians that once they become a believer, if you sin, God's presence will be removed from you. You know, he's not going to bless you. I can show you how many times I've failed, folks, and God still blesses me. And once I focus and I realize his goodness to me, that's what gets me to change. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not saying live a licentious life of sin. But you and I know you can do something stupid in the morning. And something good can still happen later on in the day. It's called grace. It's called grace. And if people just got that, I believe that a lot of people wouldn't be walking away from the church. A lot of people are so focused on trying to live the Christian life. Don't even focus on trying to live the Christian life. Okay, that sounds weird. Don't even try so hard to live the Christian life. Let Christ live his life through you. Don't even try to be good tonight. Okay, if you are having problems in your marriage, don't try to fix your marriage. Humble yourself and say, Lord, I can't do it, but you can. I'm telling you because the more you focus on trying to fix your screwed up mistakes, you're going to keep doing it more. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I read in this one book that true change does not happen by you making your commitment and your promises to God. True change is when you focus on God's promises to you. Because if you make promises to God and you fail, your guilt will multiply. You and I know that. I made promises to God. God, I'll never do that again. I'll never watch that again. I'll never say that again. Boom. And you fail, it multiplies. And I'm telling you, don't focus on trying to love God. You're going to fail. And if you didn't, praise God. But I do all the time. That's why I know it's wonderful to know that you can fall in grace and he'll catch you. You know what I'm saying? And that's how a lot of Christians are nowadays that I will try to be faithful to my wife or my husband so I can become more holy. I should become more righteous. And God is not is telling us that it doesn't work like that. You cannot earn your holiness. You cannot earn your righteousness. And that's why when I was in these revival scenes and everyone's like paying the price, be more holy or else God won't use us. Oh man, if you look throughout history, a lot of people that were screwed up were, were used by God. Now we're not condoning their sins. But you see what I'm saying? God looks at the bigger picture. He looks at your heart. Okay, what God really cares about is your heart. Christianity is not a behavior modification. That oh, pray, you know, yeah, you're doing this. Good, more good than bad today, my child. No, 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 right? It's not about that. Now, good behavior is good. But what God cares about is your heart. Do you know his heart? And if you fall, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Because that's how much God loves you. You know, sometimes we make God out to be a jerk. Really. Like we're nicer than God. Because I've forgiven some people, you know, but when we do something bad, God is so quick to punish you, to judge you, 
God will never punish you ever again if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Ever again. How do I know that? Because if he was, if you were to get punished, it wouldn't make sense because Jesus was punished on our behalf. See, because he was broken. You see what I'm saying? So when people are getting so scared of saying God's going to do this, then you're, you're, you're negating the work of Jesus Christ. You see, I'm not being, I'm not being light on sin. Because some people think you preach too much grace. Oh, Joshua, being light on sin. No, no, no. You're forgetting. You're forgetting the cross, man.